0: Back to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 26. This week on the podcast I've got a conversation with the band All In Moment. They are a hard rock hybrid metal band um, based out of New York. Um, and yeah, basically I was able to get everybody on the phone at one time. Um, so we've got the the whole band with us answering questions and talking about kind of everything from the formation to the sound to, you know, kind of their their plans and in 2020 and things like that. The conversation did take place a few weeks ago, so it was right at the beginning of a lot of the stay-at-home orders and things like that, so... Um, we talked a little bit about those things, but obviously um, nobody knew the the scale to which this was going to explode at, at that time. But um, nevertheless, it was a great conversation. I uh, really enjoyed talking to the guys. Highly recommend that you check them out. Um, but for now, let's just jump right into this conversation with the band All In Moment. So basically... Uh, what we'll do is we'll kind of the, the standard presser interview. Um, obviously it's a little bit different right now because the world has pretty much come to a a stop when it comes to the music industry side of stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to talk to you and, you know, help, uh, get your name out there and maybe, um, get some more, more fans looking your way. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah.
0: So, uh, to kick things off, what we'll do is the pretty much the first question of every interview that you'll ever have, and that is, uh, "What's your name, and what do you do in the band?"
2: All right, um, I'll go first. My name is Chris. I'm the vocalist. It's Chris Scott, and yeah, I sing. Um, I'm
3: I'll Dave. Go, go. Oh, um, oh, okay, you go. No, no, you go. You you called it. All right, so I'm Dan, I'm the drummer. And I am Dave, I play guitar.
0: Awesome. Um so how long have you all been together playing music? Let's start with a little bit of like background on the the band together.
2: Band together's been doing this since 2016. Um each of us have our own individual experience playing music for a little bit. I've been playing I played I, I was always singing from um, like my my mother basically was a singer. I have a lot of family that sings. My dad was a drummer. I was always surrounded by music. But I played saxophone for about nine years. I never had like training for vocals, but the uh, the shower is a good place to start your singing journey. So I've been doing that for like my entire life. But yeah, awesome.
0: Um, so who's that? <laughs> yeah, um, anybody that wants to jump in, kind of just your so, background within music.
4: Okay, I, I mean I'll go. Um, I started uh, getting into music probably around like fourth grade when uh, my teacher introduced me to piano, and I took piano lessons for a little bit as a kid, but I kind of lost interest in it. And it wasn't until uh, wasn't until like Guitar Hero came out that really sparked an interest uh, in playing guitar.
0: Nice and then uh
4: once once guitar hero came out i picked up this old ovation acoustic guitar that was laying around and i taught myself how to read tabs and once i got to high school like you know starting around like sophomore year when i took guitar ensemble and that's when i learned how to like you read chord progressions and actually started learning about the guitar itself that's when i started to like really like pick it up and started to like advance and that, that's when i started taking it
0: you know, more seriously at that point. Yeah, awesome.
3: All right, so then I'll go. um, So pretty much I I started playing the drums uh, firstly by playing rock band, which was probably around when I was like 13, 14. And then my mom was at a garage sale and she saw a drum set for like 150 bucks. And then she called me and she goes, Hey, like, do you want me to get this for you? And I was like, "Oh my God, hell yeah, And then she got me in the drum set, and then I started playing it, and then literally like that's where you know I went from I took lessons uh about three years ago when I joined the band. I took lessons for almost a year, and um and then now I just pretty much uh practice off of things on YouTube. And uh, I purchased, like, this master class for for drumming, for double bass techniques
0: and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. So it's kind of funny because, you know, I grew up being a gamer as well and played both rock band and Guitar Hero. And my story on those is kind of the opposite where my mom and dad pretty much told me games would never amount to you, you know, learning to play an instrument or whatever. And it's cool to see that, you know, for you guys, it it was kind of the spark to help, um, you know, change direction on either the instruments that you were playing or to learn a a new instrument.
2: Oh yeah. I think think the rock band has had a very, very important influential um, impact in the music industry itself. it got a lot of people Around my age, into uh, rock music it got it got me into heavy rock more than I ever was. So I'm very grateful for rock band and guitar yeah, it was Awesome.
0: Yeah, and I think you know the the cool thing with it is it's different than than lessons, obviously. And it's not you know a true at least on the guitar side. You know, it's not a true guitar. But um, being able to to play all the the band's songs that you guys grow up listening to and whatnot, I think that helps versus The the more like one on one, sit there and learn the theory of the the instrument. You know what I mean? At least initially, it's more fun.
4: Yeah, like
2: to play.
4: the actual guitar, like Guitar Hero, like the only thing it really taught me was like rhythm. That's really (laughs) that's really about it. Like you don't you don't learn how to play just from the from the colored buttons, you know? Right. But it definitely it definitely taught me rhythm, and I think. You know, because I'm like, I'm more of like a, I'm more like riff. Like, that's my style. That's where I thrive. And, you know, it's all like, it's all like, like one of my favorite players is James Hetfield. And, you know, that man is, that man's right hand is just of, you know, it's a biblical proportion. Right. You know, and that's, uh, you know, that's, that's really where I thrive is in the right hand and the picking and the triplets and all that kind of
0: stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, let's let's spin it over to, to you a little bit here Chris since the the boys had you know rock band and whatnot did you did you jump into that sort of stuff too and do the like the the vocals in the game or was it more just singing along to to whatever you were listening to
2: well I mean as far as singing along to rock music i think that was probably the introduction for me to gain confidence that I could uh sing along to like heavy rock my cousin, um, he had a rock bands, he'd play guitar and I would do vocals and we would have a blast. We'd play light. We played light we would play it for hours sometimes. And that was that was probably the very beginning of me kind of getting the experience of singing in a pseudo rock band, if you will. Um I I grew up a oh, lot uh, singing the Beatles music a lot, but as far as playing with a live uh, band, that was probably the, the very beginning.
0: Awesome. And so how, I guess, how do you make that transition, um, you know, from growing up listening to, you know, like the Beatles and and that style of music, how did it become when you guys got together that you wanted to be more of the the hard rock and metal style?
2: I think, um, I mean, I'm sure people will have a similar answer here. We all had a similar taste in what music we liked. I mean... Granted, we don't just like heavy metal or hard rock music. We right. each have our own little subgenre influences. But we all agreed that this is something that we thought we were capable of doing and we wanted to do and we wanted to sound a certain way. Um, so it, it's it's enjoyable when you're all on the
0: same page. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so you, you guys released the first full-length um, album last year. And then you know the world fell apart a few months later. But uh, what kind of reaction did you guys have off that? And let's talk a little bit about the the album in general. Dave, you want to take that?
4: Yeah, I'll take it. The um, at you know, at first the album we um, when we did our album release party, you know, it was very well received. And you know, people you know, the main feedback other than other than like oh I love it or this that and the third other than that kind of feedback, you know, some of the feedback that I get. It's, you know is that people can't exactly pinpoint our exact influences you know and like you hear some music and you're like oh that's you know clearly you know they're into this type of music or this type of band and this that and a third and i like that a lot of people can't really pinpoint exactly where like we get um <clears throat> like you know where we draw our influences from and that that makes me feel good because that means that we sound you know we sound different than everyone else. And I think that's one of the most, if not the most important things right now is just to differentiate yourself because we, it's a time where there's just so much content and so much out there. And if you don't separate yourselves, then it's gonna be really difficult to be successful. And, you know, a lot of people have been saying that, you know, you know, we sound different and, you know, it's not like what they normally hear. And, you know, that's, that probably means the most to me is that we sound different.
0: Yeah, and I I was just talking to another band not too long ago and kind of the same thing for them was like the importance of, you know, having those influences but not being a cookie cutter, you know, because you don't want to get lost in it where somebody listens to you and they're like, oh, that's the Deftones, you know, or whoever, which obviously, I mean, we all want to get to Deftones level, but like (laughs) you don't want to be someone that they just okay they they clearly ripped off this from whoever you know lamb of god or, or right. whatever and it's like okay but i'm trying to do my own thing and i think that's that's a cool like you said a kind of a cool compliment that people weren't really able to listen to the album and say well this is exactly where they took that influence from right yeah exactly so uh yeah. and, and
4: like having like rich- Having having, having having like written it, like I know like certain parts of certain songs, like I know where I was influenced from, and I know where I, was, uh, you know, everyone else was. But the fact that other people have trouble hearing it and can't pinpoint it, that that makes me pretty happy.
0: Yeah. yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, so let's talk about the the album, you know, a little bit. Um, you've again, it's been out for. Coming up on a year, just a a couple months away from a year now, um, I guess for for someone that maybe isn't familiar with you guys, if you had to pick two songs and each of you can do this, if you had to pick two songs on the album that you feel like are kind of the showcase songs for you um, that you know really defines who you are as a band or a songwriter, what what songs would you pick?
3: um honestly, as of right now. I don't know if you guys agree with me. I think you guys would, but I would say um, our two latest songs on the album, "Oblivion" and "Haunt Me," because we had we got enough experience uh, as a band to know um, how we could write uh, together, and uh, pretty much like all of our influence, uh, like our writing process just evolved, and we were able to. Cooperate better with each other, um, understand each other's ideas better, and pretty much just write better songs at that point. Solid. Yeah, I'd, say, uh, I mean,
2: I'd say Not That Far Away and Haunt Me. Um, not, not That Far Away was the first song we wrote, and Haunt Me was the latest song that we wrote. And you can kind of see the, um, the evolution of our sound from those two. But uh, we've been playing Not That Far Away since our very first show. I feel like those two songs are probably our two staple songs. Yeah, and I
4: I definitely agree. You know, as far as haunt me goes, like I think like that, like whenever anyone ever asks, like like all right, I got I got one song to listen to. Like we're like all right, listen to that one. That you know, haunt me really showcases like what we're about, and yeah, that was one of the last songs that we wrote, and it really shows how we've come together as a band. Um, Me me personally, if I was gonna pick a second one. Um, I'm a big I, I'm a big advocate of before the bombs drop. That is probably my favorite riff that I've ever written to this day, and uh, like I haven't written anything like it. It's a, it's a very unique sounding riff, and that song came together very very easily in the writing process, and I'm extremely proud of that song. Um, I would probably make the argument that you know, because that was one of the first songs that we recorded on the record. You know, we were very new to the recording process, and there were things maybe we would have done differently in recording, maybe mixing, but, you know, especially live, that is one of my favorite songs to play, and I really think that showcases us.
0: Awesome. Um, So what does the writing process look for you guys? It's different for everybody, obviously, but are you guys more of figuring out the kind of the song structure first or are you a lyrics first type of of writer
4: it it really it really depends uh majority of the time um you know i'll i'll come up with i mean really it's just really different on everything you know like sometimes i'll come up with a riff and i'll we'll, we'll bring it to practice and i'll say hey i have this idea and we'll jam on it and sometimes it evolves into what becomes the song and sometimes i'll sit and i'll write what is like a skeleton of an entire piece and i'll present that idea it's like oh let's do this here and do this here and sometimes we have a whole song written before we even go into you know the practice space and try to play it and then it evolves even further from there but overall it's generally present an idea and let's jam on it and that really helps bring it brings everyone's flavor to it and it really, and it prevents, like, you know, one person from being, like, the main songwriter, if you will. Right. You yeah. know, like, you know, so when people say, like, who writes it, it's like, well, we all do. You know, even, yeah. you know, you know, Chris writes majority of the lyrics, but there's no lyric that gets recorded without everyone's approval. And, you know, we'll have sessions where we'll sit and, you know, we'll just, we'll fight, you know, haunt me as, you know, we all agree on haunt me. As probably our flagship song. And those, like that song had a completely different set of lyrics before we recorded it. It was actually about like the seven deadly sins, you know. And maybe, you know, less than a week before we recorded it, we were like, you know what, well, we could do better than this. Like, and then Chris pretty much rewrote the song, and we were like, oh, yeah, that's it 100%. So it really depends on each song. But overall, it's definitely like we all meet up and do it together.
0: Nice.
2: I usually wait for the uh, the music to all be done before I write all the lyrics. I'll come up with melodies here and there for the vocals, but what I first want to do is I like hearing the entire or majority of the song like put together as far as the instruments. That way, I can match a theme to whatever the sound is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So. One of the, one of the things I've, I've come to find out from a lot of people here lately, um, been doing this for, I've been in the music industry for about 16 or 17 years now and just the, you Uh, know, the evolution of, of technology and stuff like that. Are you guys for lyrics specifically, are you still a pen and paper kind of person or, um, do you do mostly like iPhone notes or, or what's that look like for you?
2: Well, for the lyrics specifically, um, it's kind of a mixture of both. Sometimes, I don't don't know how to explain it, but sometimes you get more creative when you're putting a pen to paper. Yeah. Usually it's pen to paper, and uh, there's a lot of scribbles and a lot of like X's here and put this word there. There's even times where I'm counting the amount of syllables and I'm trying to go with the beat, so I'll put like a down note. That's something I learned of a poetry class in college. But once I have what I want the lyrics to be more concrete, that's what I'll put it into, like, my notes on my phone.
0: Yeah, and that's the way that I I kind of used to do it myself when I I did a little bit of writing and whatnot back in the day. And I I think pen to paper, you actually see the song grow and evolve versus just typing it up, you know, on a computer or on your phone, and then you delete a line. Okay, but where did that line come from? You know, like what you were saying, there's scribbles and... All right, let's change this word to this, and then we can make this happen so I think pen and paper helps the the writing process from a uh building of the story and the the song definitely.
2: you kind of see how the evolution of the
0: uh exact verse goes when you do it that way yeah, well, and I think it's easier too for people like within the band if you if you go to the guys and the guys could speak up on this if, if this has happened, but um, you know, you go to the guys with a a sheet of paper or a notebook, like, Hey, this is what I have written. You know, they can jump in too. And all right, well, I see where you were, you know, making changes, but maybe this first thing was better for what we're feeling like this song will be. Yeah.
2: I think that's something that I can improve on. I think I can do that more often, but like Dave said earlier, any, um, anything that we decide, that we decide on as far as the lyrics, we all come to an agreement that this is what we want to do. We'll make changes here and there, I'll write them in um so it's it's always a it's a, a democratic approach, yeah, to
0: producing the stuff, yeah, very collaborative um on all of the That's the different ridiculous. angles, yeah, cool, yeah, um so like we've said a couple times now, you know twenty nineteen the end of twenty nineteen and pretty much all of twenty twenty's been fucked and The world's been ending but um what do you guys you know i guess what's the the current plan for for right now are you still planning on doing more um you know releasing more singles off off of this album or music videos off this album or is is the plan to go ahead and start writing the next chapter
4: well we had we had plans to shoot a music video to haunt me but you know due to the whole outbreak thing that's been just on hold and you know we pretty much just been in the whole quarantine thing like i've been i've been writing here and there like i actually got sick for like two weeks and i got like i just got better maybe a week ago so i was pretty much like you know just in bed you know right and uh you know i have been working and you know being in the house like oh, i'm gonna write all this you know i'm gonna write so much and a lot of people that are in the house are probably writing a lot you know and i got sick so i haven't been writing as much as i want to be but we've been working on new ideas we have um we have we ha- we do have like the-, the skeleton of a new song written but due to the whole outbreak we haven't been able to get together and work on it you know so it's it's been tough as far as that like you know we do have intentions of putting out new music and there's a lot of ideas that have been flowing but it's just you know what's going on in the world right now it's everything's kind of just you know stuck in the mud right now and it's just you know, it's tough right now to just get new stuff going when you can't meet up and, you know, people get sick and you're not working and everything. So, but the, the idea was, to, you know, to put out a music video and to put out some new music. We, um as of right now, we have a show booked May 30th, you know, in our local area. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, we, and we have the end of June booked for a festival. but. You know, and it, nothing's nothing set in stone as of right now with what's going on. And you know, our goal was to play the new, you know, at least a new song, May thirtieth. But you know, the way everything's going, I, I I hope, I hope that happens. I hope everything clears up soon, and we can get together and we can and we can practice. But you know, it's anyone's guess right now. You know.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think you know that's the the key is. um there's so much that is like you said kind of stuck in the mud where you have plans to do things but it seems like the the government's changing what's going to happen almost daily now on okay the quarantine will be up on this day or you know we're going to allow this this many people to meet you know for for gatherings or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like i i get it but i miss music i i mean i'm sure you guys do too but i fucking miss live music
4: Oh, 100%. yeah a hundred percent there was so many there was so many like great tours and a lot of great shows that were like oh we got to go to this we got to be at this this that and a third and now everything's just canceled yeah.
0: and, you know it's
4: just it's it sucks so that's really it's really what is it is it sucks
0: yeah for sure um so i i think you know talking about you know obviously with you being sick and being shut in and things like that uh, one of the big things that, that I focus on over at you make the scene um, for my website and the podcast is mental health, especially in the music industry. You know, we've lost some, some very incredible uh, musicians due to to suicide and mental health uh, battles, um, especially with the state that we're in now where you can't really get out and do much unless you're considered an essential employee or whatever. Um, what are you guys doing to, to kind of take care of yourselves mentally um, and, you know, try not to slip into any funks or anything like that.
2: Um, me personally, I'm doing a lot of reading and I mean, I'm actually reading a John C. Maxwell book right now, how successful people think, because I feel like your mindset and your brain is the most, along with your heart's the most important thing. So you kind of avoid thinking about the negative things and, getting, uh, depressed and having anxiety and you focus on, you know, um, different, more positive outlooks of stuff. You know, we're going to get through this. Uh, it sucks. We're going to get through this. It's for the better of everyone for us to go through this phase right now. But I do, I, I do have to say that I really do feel for those people that are stuck at home and they don't live with anyone or they're not close with the people that they live with. I mean, I live with my family and my sister still comes over with the baby, so that's been a nice shine of light, so that's been a nice distraction, getting to see my goddaughter. But for those people that are alone in their homes, I I, I wouldn't know what I would do except for trying to escape watching a lot of Netflix, reading a lot of books, watching a lot of movies, and listening to a lot of music. Yeah.
3: Um, me, personally, like I just got uh, a new hobby. Literally just got into motorcycles, and I never thought I would be doing that. So that's been taking up a lot of my time. I'm still working too, so like I'm actually working longer hours than I did before this whole outbreak because I'm still part time in school, and now that got moved online, which is great because that's literally what I've been wanting for the last two years. So it's it's honestly, I know that sounds awful, but it's kind of working out for me. Uh, no one in my family is um infected or anything like that. One of my best friends actually did get infected and it was crazy because I literally hung out with him and like a, a group of our friends a week and a half prior to him finding this out. And uh all of us were really terrified. But um turned out none of us got it. None of us got uh any any symptoms from it. Uh he recovered fully. He's great now. Um so on my end, everything's been, been great. I've been occup- uh, being occupied by work and,
1: and this
3: stuff. And uh, I'm still also um, working on music, playing the drums. I set up my drum kit again, um, playing the guitar a little bit, just, just, you know, to mess around and stay in the whole music scene and stuff. So I'm staying occupied.
0: Awesome.
4: Um, I mean, for, for me, it's like, you know, I'm fortunate that I don't live by my myself. You know, I live with my father. I live with my girlfriend. So, you know, me and her—it's really just me and her. Every day, just like, like, all right, what are we watching today? You know, just <laughs> trying to keep busy and, you know, just keep keep ourselves occupied. We actually left the house yesterday for the first time and, like, for me it was like two and a half weeks. For her, it was over a month. You wow. know, and all we oh did—we went God. to Target, we went to we went to Target, we went to Wendy's, and they. You know we came back and it was just like i got dizzy from i think the sunlight because like, i haven't right. been out of the house in three weeks you know but it's really just just being patient and just understanding like this is not the end of the world it may feel like it because you know there's no places anymore there's nothing to do you know my favorite food is sushi and there's no sushi places open right. we tried ordering it and it was <laughs> You know, they wanted a hundred and thirteen dollars for the three of us. And I was I told them they were on crack and I oh no. Yeah that's no the I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know, it's a lot of venting and you know, it's just it's just understanding that, you know, for me at least it's just remembering like it's gonna end eventually. Things are eventually gonna get back to normal. We're pretty much in a history lesson right now and it's you know, that's that's kinda just how I look at it, just trying to be patient and just things are slowly gonna go back to normal. It's gonna Feel like forever, but one day it's gonna, it's gonna go back to normal, and we're gonna laugh about the whole situation. You know, when I was sick, you know, I actually called to get tested, and because you know, I'm not the priority, you know, they actually never called me back to get tested. Right. But my father got tested, and he came back negative, so I'm assuming I either had it and now I don't have it anymore, or I never actually had it. I was just maybe I just had the flu, and you know, who knows? But I'm fine now, and you know, it's, it's crazy what's going on, but I think it's just, you know, we're going to, it's going to go back to normal eventually. And I think remembering that is the most important thing. Yeah.
0: And it, it's funny you say that, you know, we're in a kind of a history lesson. I was talking to a, a friend of mine that I work with not too long ago and she's, you know, several years younger than me. And like I was in high school when nine eleven happened and I, she's like, yeah, we, you know, I obviously knew about it before that, but like we studied that in high school and I'm like, son of a bitch, like how old am I that something that I went through is in a history book already, you know? Um, but I think this is another one of those things, just like, you know, the Spanish flu or something like that. Like it's going to be talked about in history books and, and especially like medical courses and stuff like that. Oh yes. Yeah. So, uh, ideal world uh you know all the covid goes away and all that and you guys are let's say that you're able to set up your your ideal tour who are you putting on the card with you
2: i love this question i love getting this question um i I feel like we're all gonna have like a different uh taste here how many uh how many different acts can tour with us
0: uh i'm gonna say three you get to bring three people with you Three people? Well, okay. Yeah, three, three. Uh, are
4: we talking? Are we yeah. talking like our favorite, like our favorite bands? Or are we talking like realistically, like you know, like local bands that we've played with, or like, like what are we, what are we dealing with here?
0: Sky's the limit. the The perfect tour for you. What would, what would the perfect tour for you look like? Huh.
2: And go ahead,
4: go
0: both.
2: ahead. Have fun. Perfect tour. Let's see. Um, I'm going to change it up a little bit because recently I've been getting into Evanescence more now than ever. (laughs) Um, So I'll put Evanescence on there.
1: Okay.
2: Um, I think they're incredibly talented and I got to go Lincoln Park, RIP Chester. I'm still not over it. Um, And then I got to pick between both my Valentine and Avenged Sevenfold. So I have to flip a coin. I'll go with Avenged Sevenfold.
0: That's solid, man. That's a real Um, solid lineup. That's funny that
3: you say that because I also would pick Avenged Sevenfold and then my two other bands I would definitely go with 30 Seconds to Mars because that band is amazing Uh, I saw them live and uh, Jared Leto is literally like a freaking G and uh, Linkin Park for sure I also saw them live when Chester Chester was still around and uh, they're incredible that was literally my first favorite band ever so that would be yeah. an incredible set to play.
4: I mean, damn.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good <for> luck. <laughs> me, I
4: would have to. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, so I w- I would definitely put uh like it would, God, because you have so many of their like your favorite bands or whatnot. Right. Um, hands down, like it's e- e- two of the picks are very easy for me. Um, Killswitch Engage and a heartbeat. Uh, wouldn't like for what I guess I I guess I'll go with this is like what I'm into like right now. You know, it would it would probably be Kill Switch engage both my Valentine and Trivium. Uh that'd probably be like my ideal like setup if we were a part of that. Yeah. Especially with Kill Switch. I just 'cause I just I just put their signature pickups in one of my guitars. So nice. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. And um there's just something about their sound is just you know, it's just that tone is just it's just it's delicious. And uh <laughs> you know. But yeah, Killswitch, Bullet, and Trivium, especially, like, I've been getting into Trivium a lot lately, and, uh, you know, I've just been diving into a lot of their stuff, and they're like, they're a really underrated band. Like, I really wasn't into them until I got to see them live, and I I wasn't even there to see them. They were playing with Bullet, and, uh, you know, Bullet's one of my favorite bands, and I saw it time, I was just like, oh, that's their song, that's their song, and then I
0: got into them. Yeah. Now,
4: they're one of my favorite bands right now, so definitely those three.
0: Awesome. Sure. Have you listened to the new trivium stuff? What Dead Men Say?
4: I listened to uh one of one uh that one I haven't heard yet. Uh, I've seen it, you know, you know what it was? Like it was when I was really sick. I saw it on like my YouTube feed <laughs> and I knew I wasn't gonna be able to appreciate it. Right. I waited, and I just I'll probably listen to it tonight because you just reminded me.
0: Yeah, it like I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Like I think they they're one of the most underrated bands that's been around in, in this generation. Um, kind of the same thing. Like I've, I've shown them to friends and they're like, Oh, I didn't realize that song was them, but they knew the song. Like they just don't get that appreciation. But this, this new track is probably the best work that they've done. I mean, it is way up there on my list. I'll
2: have to take a listen to it too. Cause I like Trivium. There's a lot, there's a lot of bands I didn't even mention, but Trivium is definitely one of those that I consider up there of my top bands. I just haven't listened to them nearly as much, uh, nearly as, much as, like, Bad uh, or Bullet or bands like
0: that. Right, right. And that that question's always, you know, it's a little hard because you only get three choices to go with you. You know, if we were doing festival lineups, that's oh. entirely different. Uh, but yeah, it also, it I changes. I that
4: question three times
0: over. Right, right. <laughs> and when it, it changes, you know, like, your answer right now today is not going to be the same answer next week. I'm, I can guarantee it. Like, you're going to listen to something else and be like, oh, shit, they'd be super sick to, to tour with, you know? So I always like that question just because it, it helps kind of build that, you know, the dream list, obviously, and then to watch bands get to that level or, you know, hopefully you guys get to that level where maybe you do open up or co-headline or something like that with some of those bands down the road. Definitely. Definitely. And then there's plenty that we've left off. I'm sure we all like My Chemical Romance, Rage Against the Machine. The list can go on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the next question that we're going to do is a super ridiculous one. Um, it's it's pretty much the last thing I've got for you guys before I let you start plugging uh, You know your your music, your socials, and all your, your friends or whatever you want to plug. But um, I've started doing a just ridiculous question at the end. And that is if you could have any two celebrities as your parents, who would they be and why?
5: <laughs> <What>? uh... <laughs> All
3: right. Can I go? Nice. I'll go first. I'll go first. All right. Jared Leto is my dad. And then Scarlett Johansson is my mom.
0: All right.
4: <laughs> I couldn't, Bro, I couldn't have Scarlett Johansson as my mom. No, because, like,
0: <laughs> there's I gonna would, be
4: problems. Was, like incest, but it, it would be a problem. Uh, like, fuck, you're right. <laughs> fuck, <damn it. laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris,
2: I got it. I, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna think about this from like a value perspective. Okay, what's the most value I can get? Well. First off, I would never want to replace my parents. I would never want to replace my parents. But um, if I had to choose any celebrity to, to be my mother and father, let's go with Jeff Bezos as my father because money. Duh. Right. And <laughs> and as far as my mother, um, I will go with hmm. I'm gonna go with Rachel Ray in her prime. Ooh. Because she can cook. Yeah. Solid. I'll go with that. I'll go. I'll go with Jeff Bezos and Rachel Ray. Yeah, I think. I think. I think that'll do it for me. I never thought about this question before, but I think that would do it for me.
0: Solid um, choice.
2: So I th-
4: All right. So. All right. So if I was going to do two celebrities, my parents. I think my dad would have to be Chris Jericho. I think that's a pretty easy one. Nice man's one of my idols. Yeah. You know, rock, rock music, wrestling—like that's. You know, any connection I would ever need is just. Is right there, and that that'd be my dad. So, yeah. you know, we put set up there. And as far as my mom, I mean, I think I think I gotta I probably just go with Oprah because like, <laughs> like like come on, she's got like it's just she's got everything, and you know she always talks about to be a mother, you gotta be a, you know she's she always talks a big game about being a good mom, so we'll put Oprah to the test and we'll see if she can nurture me
0: solid solid so uh, the reason I like (laughs) that question is uh it's it's always interesting to see you know and you guys were prime examples of it like some people it's it's just strictly about the fame side of it and others it's like well what connections can I make out of this or like where could I be if if this person was my you know my mom or my dad like they could get me in the door over here or, you know, of course jeff bezos is going to be able to open any door with that money but um you know it's just cool to see like the the perception that people have of certain celebrities and kind of what direction they would go yeah i mean i'm i'm
2: taking it from a very selfish perspective <laughs> um of course What? what's the best game that I can get? <laughs> Let's combine the money of Jeff Bezos with the cooking of Rachel Ray. And I got some bomb ass meals for the rest of my life. That's pretty solid. Yeah. But I, I would never, I would never replace my parents there. They've given the most support, love them to death. And uh thankfully they're both in, uh you know, they're in good health right now. They're not being affected from this virus. We're spending a lot of time with them. I'm very grateful for that. Um And unfortunately I know, i un- I unfortunately know a number of people that have been impacted by this virus where they've lost a mother or a father or even a grandparent um so it's it's a sad thing that we're going through right now, but we're gonna get through it um and uh very very
0: thankful for the good health of my parents right now yeah awesome so again that's that's pretty much everything I've got for you guys so we'll we'll round robin this and let you guys. Uh, you know, plug anything you want. Obviously, I'm gonna link all, all the social medias and stuff for you too, but um go ahead and plug anything you want as far as your music, um, your socials, any friends bands that you're into, you know, whatever you want.
2: Okay. Um, our social media is pretty simple. It's at all in moment band and Twitter, Instagram, we have a Facebook fan page. And you can email us too, all in Moment band at gmail.com. Contact us that way. Send us mail. We'll keep you updated on our upcoming shows, and you'll get an inside look at how we come up with music, what we're thinking, and you know, tour dates and things like that. Awesome. And we also we also have
4: we you know we also have the merch just like anyone else does. We got the out you know if you if anyone sees the uh, the artwork on the album, which uh, we're very proud of, we have a we have a t shirt with that artwork. We also have another T-shirt, a maroon shirt with a with gray artwork, with a similar artwork to the album cover, with some motivational quotes on there. And we also just got hats. Right before all this uh, this <laughs> outbreak happened, we just ordered we just ordered new hats. So, uh, nice gray hat with the with the gold all-in moment on the front goes with just about everything.
2: So we do have that as well. Awesome. Oh yeah, and our music—you can check out our music um, on almost any streaming platform, Spotify, um, iTunes, Apple. Um, we're on
0: YouTube, all that fun jazz.
2: The name of the band again is All In Moment.
0: Awesome, I appreciate it, guys. Um, you know, we'll we'll get this up and you know blast it for you as much as we can to to help promote. I again really appreciate you taking the time and hope that you guys continue to stay safe and healthy and like you said you know we're we're gonna get through it eventually it's just a matter of time and hopefully that time is coming up
2: thank you very much for the interview and also thank you amanda from revel relations our publicist for setting this up we appreciate the time and we hope um we hope more artists get discovered we hope uh this answers pandemic uh comes to an end the music scene continues to explode and
0: uh give joy to people
2: Awesome. either that or it's the biblical end of days that
0: too well, as long as the <laughs> as long as the end of whichever comes soon it doesn't matter right
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah right all right guys i appreciate yep. it thank you very much you have a good one thank you thank you have a good one Thank
5: guys.
0: you, Bye. and that was our conversation with all in moment i hope you guys enjoyed that um you know i I had a lot of fun talking to them. I think it was a a good conversation. Um, they were a band that I wasn't really familiar with before getting, um, them on the phone. You know, I'd only listened to them for maybe about a week before, um, we were able to set up the, the interview, maybe a little bit longer than that, but, um, they were definitely pretty new to my um, Spotify playlists and things like that at the time. So, um, it was cool to to be able to talk to them and you know get to know a little bit more about the band and and the guys and things like that. Um, again, hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure that you follow them on all the different social medias. I'm gonna have all that linked in the description. Um, but also make sure that you follow you make the scene. Um, head over to our Facebook page, give us a like. We're on Instagram. We do a little bit of Twitter, not a whole lot. I'll be perfectly honest. Um, but Instagram and Facebook are our primary two, um, social media platforms that we use. Uh, yeah, would, would love for you guys to follow us on those, um, share our stuff, things like that, obviously, um, make sure your friends know about the podcast and, and all of this as well, but something that we're doing for the month of May that is super important to us, um. You know, I've talked about it in just about every episode, um, and that's mental health. Uh, The month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so, in recognition of that and kind of in support of that, um, we dropped some new merch. Uh, We have a few new t shirts, um, we have a tote bag, tank tops for the first time, I think, really. you know, so basically, we were wanting to do just a simple design to to bring awareness, um, and you know, give you guys some some cool merch to to wear, and you know, potentially raise some awareness. Uh, we are going to be donating a portion of all of the sales from those items, anything that is in the mental health awareness collection, if you will. Um, a portion of those sales are going to go to different mental health awareness organizations. Um, so we're still planning all of that out, you know, how we want to do it, but, um, you know, we're looking at some of the bigger ones that, that we've kind of been fans of for a long time and, and supported for a long time. So, um, you know, we're looking at to write love on our arms, crisis text line, um, the heart support by Jake Lurs of August Burns Red, Hope for the Day. Um, you know, there's there's a few of them that we try to support and and put out awareness around them as well. So we definitely want to give back to them if we're able to. Um, that's all I've got for you guys this week. Highly recommend that you check out the band All In Moment. Um, again, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure that you're following us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, again, we do a little bit on Twitter, but nothing major. Um, yeah. So let us know what you thought of the, the episode and this conversation. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And basically what we're going to do to wrap up here, we are going to take you out with a song by all in moment called haunt me again thank you guys so much for your support remember take care of yourselves take care of each other